Well, this is the first episode joining with uh, ABC6, Fox 28, and my first guest, actually, Sierra Lucas. You're another young and up-and-coming reporter. Uh, you were first because I think of all the people that work at the station, you have the most interesting life. I think. Really? No, I'm being so serious. I think, and I don't know if it's just because we're both just two young people and I connect on that level with you. So uh-huh. just kind of talk about who you are and what you do. Yeah. I don't know why I found that so funny. First of all, I'm honored. Really <clears throat> appreciate being here and being the first guest. Cantley, you're such a hard worker and everything that you do puts so much passion behind. So always happy to help out in any way. Um, yes, I became a reporter here in Columbus a little over a year ago, moved here in March of 2020 as a general assignment reporter. Crazy time to be moving to Columbus right when the pandemic first started. So it's definitely been a, a whirlwind moment adjusting to the city. And I can't believe it's already been over a year. Um, at ABC6 and Fox 28, I report, I also anchor, and I host. I really cover a wide range of things. Being a general assignment reporter, you really have to do anything and everything. So I can be at a crime scene at one moment. I can be reporting on politics and education in another moment. And then my huge passion is health and fitness. So I also have my own series and franchises that have to do with fitness and different health topics. I had a series called Health Matters where I would tackle different topics under the umbrella of health, whether that was mental health or physical health and so forth. Um, And then I had another segment called Good Day Workout and Wellness Wednesday, where those are more fitness oriented, talking about different ways to move, a variety of movements. I like to feature different gyms out in the community and just profile different ways that people can get active. So there is hardly ever a day. (laughs) I I do think it's funny. Two two things I think are funny is I I remember the first day I think you showed up to work and you came in the studio and I was like, oh man, like we have another PA coming in here. And the next thing I knew, like you were out reporting on something. And I was like, oh, so she's like, I was like, she's like a reporter. So I thought that was pretty sweet, but I thought you were like one of us at first. Oh, that's so funny. You know, and I get that because I think we are all are really close in age. Yeah. So I definitely have, I'm, I'm definitely the baby of the news team. I'm pretty sure there's only like maybe two or three of us that are in, you know, our mid twenties. So, um, yeah. 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 And, you know, the other thing I thought was kind of funny, too, you talk about the different stories you report on. It's almost like one minute you're talking about a crime scene. But then I noticed you were also doing like the lottery stuff to the scratch offs and stuff. And I'm like, you're yes. all place with oh, it, my so. gosh. There, there are some days where it feels like my head is on a swivel, especially on Wednesdays when I have my workout segment. I always do hard news for the early morning shows. I'm the morning reporter, so I'll start my day being on air in the 5 a.m. show and do daily headlines, hard news from 5 to 8 a.m. And then the 9 a.m., you know, is a very happy-go-lucky, positive, upbeat um, show. So I could be doing something really intense, but then, you know, I'm smiling, I have energy, and that's the show I'll typically anchor as well. So you definitely have to be able to pivot very quickly. I will say, I feel like you mesh very well with almost anybody you're you're anchoring with i've seen you anchor with like terry i've seen you anchor with phil i see and it's almost like you you just fit in so well with everybody kind of talk about that thank you yeah you 
No, but especially with anchoring, rapport is so important. And I think viewers can really pick up on energy between two people that are hosting a show together. I think I really pride myself on being able to find a commonality with anyone that I come across. Like I make friends very easily. I hardly know a stranger. Like I love conversation and just learning new things about people. So it's never intimidated me when I am paired with someone else. Cause I'm like, all right, let's see what the energy, the dynamic is like between us. And there's always one thing that you can find in common with someone. There's gotta be a common thread somewhere. So I think at this point I have anchored with every anchor now. I anchored with Katie last week and that was the last person that I'd never anchored with. And Katie and I are friends, so I knew that was going to be a bunch of fun. So it, it has been really a blast just like learning the personalities of everyone and seeing how we mesh. And, you know, once we do it a couple times, then it's really smooth because I'm like, oh, you know, I know exactly how this will go. Yeah. And one of the other things I think I'm kind of curious about how you kind of flip this switch if you've been in this situation before. So if you're out in the morning and you're, you know, reporting on a serious story like a crime scene, how do you go from reporting on something that serious to then going to do the nine o'clock? Yeah, I mean, I won't lie. It definitely can be hard. And I do worry slash wonder sometimes if it is jarring for viewers, because I, for me, it's like, I have to have this really serious tone and I can't smile the way that I love to smile if I'm at a crime scene. When I do something in the nine o'clock show, I definitely feel like my most authentic self. I think just like through the years of reporting, I've just learned to, in a way, just really know how to compartmentalize things. If I am at a crime scene reporting something really horrible, I I kind of just zone into what the facts are, what the most important information is that viewers need to know, and just really zero in on that. And then I know when I switch gears to something more positive, that's when I have a lot more leeway to just have some fun with it. But if uh, but if it is something serious, I'm like, all right, have those bullet to my stick to the script get the information out that's necessary and then you know move on to whatever's next yeah because like when you do those like sad stories and stuff sometimes from crime scenes i'm like yo how do you come in here and like you're this happy because i'd be like i know it's my job but i'd be <laughs> so just like man that was just so morbid and i'm like done for the day it doesn't come easy i mean today is a perfect example i covered the death of the 17 year old girl that was killed two weeks ago her funeral was today and then i also covered a shoot that happened last night and a 14 year old was killed and I definitely had this moment where I was like this does not feel like me I don't you know I don't really align with this this is hard for me and I think there is also a level of disassociation that has to come with it just because when you are a reporter yeah, you're human and you're going to feel things. But in order to do your job, you almost have to separate your personal emotion from the story so you're able to do your job most appropriately sometimes. And there's time and place for everything, right? So it all depends on the situation. But I think that's also helped me just knowing how to kind of separate myself and be able to just gather all the information I possibly can and be able to report it without letting any kind of emotion get involved and still be able to be my authentic, upbeat self. Well, I will say you do a very good job at it because I know I could not, I don't think I could do that. Thank you. I could not do that. 
what 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 is your favorite story or event you've ever like you've covered since you've been with us? Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, it's, it's definitely one of the positive stories. I love. I will always get an animal story. I've done a few stories at the Columbus Zoo, uh, debuting like new animals. Of course, I love all of my health and fitness segments. Probably one. Of workout segments I've had a lot of fun especially as um, you know we turn the corner with the pandemic and things start to open up more I've been able to get out in the community a whole lot more and just with people and do in-person interviews I did a fun dance segment two weeks ago for wellness Wednesday that was a blast just those ones where I it almost doesn't feel like I'm even really trying or working so hard because I'm just getting to be me and passion on the show what got you into working out that was actually my next question for you was you know talking about some of your fitness segments because I did see was it fit for a queen was that mm-hmm. was that your thing or was that something you did with another group or so that's my own business and brand yeah gotcha. I, okay I launched fit for a queen in 2019 and how that really started was in my last market I was in Savannah Georgia and I was also a general assignment reporter I I was a multimedia journalist in MMJ and I didn't do any kind of health segments I always wanted to but you know there was there were so many other assignments that I had to get done I never really found a balance of being able to mesh my love for health and fitness with my broadcast job so for a queen was born out of this desire to have a platform where i was able to share that and you asked how i got into working out i've always been pretty active i played field hockey for six years growing up in college i got into running just recreationally and that's how i got into endurance racing road races started with 5k's graduated to 10k's half marathons now i run full marathons um and i started building my credentials i've studied exercise science i'm a certified trainer i started exercise nutrition so i'm certified as a nutrition coach as well I just really love it. And I consider myself a lifetime learner. So I'm always building on my knowledge in that topic. And Fit for a Queen has been a platform and a business for me to coach people. I've had dozens of clients with fitness or even just lifestyle nutrition changes they want to make. And it's something that I I just consider a part of me. Yeah. I'm really grateful for is that in this job now in Columbus, I've been able to share so much more of that by having my health and fitness segments on Good Day Columbus. I think it's cool that because when I saw you and I saw what you were interested in, I saw you did that and I saw your health segments. I it actually was really inspiring to me because of the fact that after I got done playing sports, I kind of tried to, you know, stay physical, stay active and whatnot. So when I see another African-American person, I will say come and they're kind of into the same things you are that was like okay you know we actually do do this because I'll be real with you I've never been around a lot of us who are like crazy into it or we don't know where to get the resources to you know Mm -hmm. figure these things out so when I saw you like that I was like that's really inspiring so I will say that you you've inspired me in that way to you know continue to be physically active thank you and I'm so happy to hear that because another one of my missions is to really increase accessibility and visibility in exercise. Yeah. I think 
especially as a black woman, I think black women have this negative stereotype that we don't work out, that we don't want to sweat, that we're just not a part of these kind of activities. So I love breaking that stereotype. Yeah that that's wrong and I think we're seeing now so much more representation even on a professional level and so many different sports with the Olympics and stuff so just really refreshing to see for sure it is yeah you're you're definitely you're definitely one of the people I look up to in that way so like I said keep keep that up that's that's awesome definitely awesome uh you're are you a foodie I will ask you because I see you're always making food on your yes and I need, I need to get something from you at some point in time. Heck yeah. I am such a foodie. I love to cook. Oh my gosh. And you know, I guess it came from my mom. My love for cooking came from my mom. I'm a big meal prepper. I'm the person that spends their Sunday like cooking up meals for the week. I'm also very much a creature of habit. So I will make my full-blown meals for the entire week, separate them into containers and be good for the week and be cool with it. Like, I get sick of it. I like the routine. I like knowing what I have set for the day. It's just like, it's one less thing to worry about, you know? So um, I definitely test my skills in the kitchen each week. I, I browse the food blogs all the time to get inspiration. And it's like the activity I know I have I have for the weekend to do my grocery shop and then my cooking. It's fun. Yeah. It's actually really cool because I know when there's times where I don't make enough, food, like I don't make food for like days at a time. So I'm like, well, I'll just go get some fast food real quick, which I've kind of broken doing that. But yeah, the meal prepping thing is honestly such a big key. Like it makes such a difference. It's a game changer. Like anyone that has certain health or fitness goals, you see a huge difference when you cook at home, you know, what's going into it. You prepared it yourself. You know what the ingredients are, you know, and then you also save money because what you just said the convenience of getting takeout it's convenient in that moment but it's so much more expensive than just buying your own groceries and taking the time to prepare your meals yeah so if you had to what what is your favorite type of food so if i'm eating out my favorite type of food is thai food love that thai food oh my gosh you gotta get down to um where should you go nita's thai on Street in short north. You gotta uh, go there. I might have to vlog the trip down there, make a YouTube video out of it. Yes, first time <laughs> having Thai, and because you've never had it, you should get pad Thai. That's like the classic dish. Classic dish. And it's, it's called what again? Nida's N I D A apostrophe S. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'll try it out because Katie, I, we're supposed to try like Mediterranean food. I never did that with her either. So I have like a whole list of like food I need. Oh to yes, eat. you got to get out there. Met. I love Greek food. Also, that probably that's in that's in my top five for sure. Oh a nice gyro, some hummus and pita. I, I love it. I need to kick it with you guys. Yes, definitely. absolutely, definitely. And the other thing I'm kind of interested too, and in, um. You know, I'm a huge sports fan, but you mm-hmm. you got to go down on the shoe on the field. I saw that. And you were mm-hmm. also at the crew game in their new stadium. So kind of talk yeah. about your experience getting to be around, you know, the athletics in Columbus. Like, what's that like as compared to yeah. the other places you've been? It's so cool you bring that up because I was actually this week reflecting on the fact that I have been to a lot of the sports stadiums in Columbus lately. And yeah. that's what when I say I'm like everywhere, I can be at a crime scene, but then do a sports. <laughs> it is, it's crazy, right? Yeah. So 
Recently, I was at Ohio Stadium on my leisure time and went to the Crew Stadium, Lower.com Field. I went to a Clippers game. I'm like checking them all off. And it's been so cool because I feel like this is what I've been waiting for to get to know Columbus. I've been here for a year and some change. And because of the pandemic, everything's been shut down. And I think Columbus has such a huge culture for sport, right? It is like the Buckeyes is the culture of Columbus. And for a while, I just couldn't connect with that because it was all shut down by the time I got here. So you can hear about it all you want. I could see videos. But until you actually experience the fanfare, like being in a crowd with people wearing team colors, you don't get it until it happens. So being at the I went to the home opener at the new stadium for the crew and the energy was just insane. I had so much fun. It was also my first ever major league soccer game. Oh, so wow. just like tons of firsts for me. And it was just really awesome to be a part of that community of fans. I'm definitely a crew fan now. I was an honorary fan before because yeah. I was like, you know, everyone loves them around here, but now I'm definitely a fan. And I'm hoping in the fall I can go to a Buckeyes game since they just announced they will have um, full capacity at the stadium. Yeah. I, so one of the things I think is funny, um, did your, does your dad go to Penn State or does he have some kind of ties to Penn So what's the relationship like now that you're in Columbus with Ohio State? So funny. So yeah. my dad is a Nittany Lion and he pushed hard, Cantley, for me to go to Penn State. Like he was on a mission yeah. and I wasn't having it. It just wasn't a good fit. <laughs> Another story. But um, when I got the job offer here in Columbus, one, he was supportive because he is a fan of the city of Columbus. But he was like, now don't go down there and start drinking the Buckeye cool. <laughs> I don't want to see any go Buckeyes tweets or posts. He, he was like, serious. He was like, I'm a Penn. We're, they're rivals to Penn State. Yeah. Of course, when I moved and games weren't happening anyway, it wasn't hard not to drink the Buckeye Kool-Aid. But now, like now that I've been here for a minute, I'm like, yeah, like you yeah. got the team. And so one funny story for Christmas, I actually got my dad a gag gift and I bought wow. him Buckeye's coffee mug because yeah. he's a coffee drinker. So I put it in this box and I wrapped it in a bow. And he's like, what's this? And he opens it and it's a big OS. Uh. <laughs> red cup he got a kick out of it and he actually uses it really <laughs> so he, oh my I, God. he's getting a little soft I don't yeah. know. <laughs> hey now now's the time maybe this football season you can really just like get in with it he saw that i went to ohio stadium for a segment a few weeks ago and he was like are you serious What's <laughs> <this>? <laughs> he's like oh my god you shouldn't be here it's, it's always it always amazes me when people who aren't from Ohio, like when they come here, kind of how they start to interact with the Buckeyes. Cause I look at Caroline, you know, going to Illinois in the way that sometimes like the people, you know, have said things to her like, Oh, well you have to go for the Buckeyes. And yes. you, yeah, it's just like, you can tell they're I, serious. They're so serious. And I'm like, I wouldn't go to that level, but it's just like, you just see these folks, like they are like crazy with it. Ruthless viewers yeah. can be very ruthless. I, I do remember an incident with Caroline, someone saying like, you need to root for the home team. You're not there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people get are very serious about the Buckeyes. So I respect it. I'm like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. But I really do hope I can get to a game in the fall. 
Yeah, I definitely want to go check one out. So I went to one about two years ago, but um, yeah, I definitely want to get down there now since I'm living up there and you kind of get the whole feel for what the whole game right. is. Right. Oh, yeah. Sure. For sure. And one of the last questions I do have for you, uh, we talked about it when I saw you, I think not too long ago, but your post about your braids when you changed your hair, like I said, yeah. I, I was very very good to put that out there. And one of the things I did love too was how receptive people were to it. Like everybody was sharing mm -hmm. it on their, like their every social media thing. And I was like, she's about to go viral because of this. Like oh my gosh, yeah. but the message of it was so like, I thought it was great. It needed to be said. Like, what was your, what was your, well, one, what was your reasoning behind it? Did you just do it because mm -hmm. you wanted to do it or? Yeah, yeah. So I actually grew up always ha having my hair braided like this was always my go to hairstyle through middle school, high school, college until maybe like my last year of college. And I really hadn't taken out my braids until I was breaking into the industry and I was an intern going to my senior year of college and I had a hiring director say to me, complimenting me on my talent, saying he thinks I'm ready for the industry once I graduate. But then he stops mid-conversation and says, so how do you feel about changing your hair? Because I wouldn't allow my talent to have braids. That's terrible. It really was one shocking, but also kind of scary for me because, you know, as a young person trying to break into a professional industry on TV, yeah. you just get your foot in the door. So I was really willing to do anything. And that was really a moment for me where I was like, oh my God, these are suddenly a problem. It was upsetting, but it was also like a, a, a moment to like shake me awake. I'm like, all right, there's some changes that are going to have to be made if you want, if you want to make it at least to start. So I was willing to change my hair and that's when I straightened my hair. I've had it out and I, I'd done that before. I would do that for like a special occasion. It's not great. It's not super healthy for my hair or really easy to maintain as a natural hairstylist, but I put up with it and I put up with it through my first three, almost four years of my career. It got to a point where I just said, you know what, enough is enough. Like I really started to miss having my hair braided and I went to our boss and I was like, you know, I really would like to put braids in my hair. It'd be healthier for my hair. And, you know, it's just something I think I want to go back to. Got so much support, which I was really thankful for. But I also think there's something to me said that Black women shouldn't even have to ask for permission for the oh. to wear their hair. That's really what the problem is in my eyes. Um, but I've been really thankful for all the positive feedback I've gotten. Like you said, I did not expect it, honestly, to get so much attention. Like the message that I wrote was really just what was on my heart. Like when yeah. I of that that caption that message I wrote I was just sitting on my couch and I just wrote it in my notes I'm like okay yeah like this is what I have to say so I think that's where I feel so happy about it and confident about that message because it really came from my heart yeah and it's exactly just how I felt just really an authentic message from me and I hope other people can other black women especially in the industry and little girls that are watching TV can feel represented and not be afraid to just be themselves. It's funny when you put stuff out there like that, like your message for your hair, it's like people are afraid that, especially being on TV, that like, oh, well, the audience is going to critique them and like, you know, this look and this look. But it's almost like when you did it, 
you got more support than backlash, which I exactly. think exactly like the number of people who support you is probably going to outweigh the people who are going to say something about you. And people right. just find anything to hate anybody. Right. For. It's like whatever you do. I mean, you got to do you at the end of the day. And it is crazy because I don't think I've really if there have been any negative comments, I haven't paid any attention to them because the positive has been so overwhelming. And it just goes to show that that hiring director that said that to me, the hiring manager that said that to me that, oh, I don't I don't let owner talent have breaks. They're not professional. They're just wrong and yeah. completely out of touch with what the actual people consuming this media care about. No. Nope to care. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. I actually had a similar situation to that when I was in college. I used to go um, like do the recap for the football games and I'll take pictures on the field. Well, the college I went to was predominantly white and it was their homecoming like alumni night or something. And all the people on the field were dressed in polo shirts, khakis, boat shoes. <laughs> and I'm down here just in a pair of sweatpants and a hoodie taking pictures. I'm like, I don't really like I'm cool. I'm trying to be comfortable. Well, one of the guys who was an alumni came up to me and was like, oh, they just let anybody down here, don't they? And so my boss was like, yo, he works here. Like, you know, he's down here getting pictures for me. And then after that, my boss was kind of like, you know, you can't wear sweats and all that stuff like that. And I'm sitting here like, dude, I'm a college kid. Like, I don't have a bunch of money to go out and buy like a suit and all that stuff. So yeah. that was kind of one of the things that inspired me for Blaze, too, as to why now I make like the sweatshirts and stuff like that. Because I'm like, I want kids to be like, yo. I can talk to these people. I can go do this work and I can wear a sweatshirt, stuff like that. I mean, right. you might have to look one way to kind of get in, but once you get going, like you said, you can kind of shift gear. Yes. So yeah, it's, yes. but yeah. When I saw your message on that, I kind of related that to my story and that was why it was inspirational to me that you did that. So like I said, big, big props to you for that. Thank you. Yeah. What you're saying, I definitely resonate with because that's how I felt. I mean, I am definitely feeling really confident in where I'm going with my career. And I'm at a point where I am not ever going to shrink myself or change myself in any way to fit in at a job. If there's another place that says, oh, we don't allow X, that doesn't fit who I am, then I don't belong there. And it is truly a testament to like, all right, well, once you get your foot in the door, you know, be confident to be who you really are. Even before you get your foot in the door, even star I think that's something you know I don't regret that but in hindsight I'm like you know what maybe I shouldn't have changed in the first place you know do what you want if that's who you are and that's how you feel your best just be true to that I will say it's awesome that I'm hearing that from a young person because a lot of young people are like oh well you know I'll just like shrink myself to get in here and do this this is this but I like you said, we're roughly the same age. And it's like, you have that mindset. So I'm just like, whoa, like if this other young person has it, then I could have it. And that might yeah. rub up on somebody else. So yeah, it's awesome that you have that mindset. Right. And eventually it'll be us that are the bosses, right? Yeah. We yeah. need to start the change at our own level. So I think it's really important to set an example for sure. Definitely. And if you had any like words of advice for you know younger people that want to get into this field, what would you give them? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Be ready to make sacrifices and work really hard. You know, I think sometimes with broadcast TV, people get really caught up in thinking there's like glitz and glam attached to it just because you're on people's TV screens every day when really that's like a very small part of it. 
there's a whole lot of sacrifice you have to make. I've moved to two cities now where I've had no family or friends there, just a total leap of faith on myself and just keeping my head down and grinding it out. So if it's something you're interested in, be willing to go anywhere and be willing to say yes to anything that's within your boundaries. Work really hard because eventually it will really pay off. Um, but know what you want and just be really relentless in getting it. Man, that is absolutely crazy. Like I said, you're you're one of the most motivational and inspirational people on my timeline that I would say. Gosh, thank you. And in person, not just not just on social media and in person too. So like I said, I, I appreciate you and all that you do and your message is great. You're great. So just keep up the, the amazing work. You're very welcome. And you as well. Love thank all you. you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, this is the first, this wraps up the first episode of our podcast with ABC six at Fox 28. Sierra Lucas, I'm going to post all your social media handles and stuff where everybody can find you and stuff. So uh, they can get in on all the good stuff you're doing. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, ma'am. No problem. We'll have to do it again sometime.